your weekly hour in therapy is only about 10% of the work. So what do we do about the rest? Welcome to the 90% Podcast, a candid conversation about mental health and wellness featuring approachable tips that you can use in real life. The 90% is hosted by Tina and Clayton of The Therapy Studio, a creative and progressive approach to counseling. Good evening or morning whenever you're listening to this. Hi, we are very excited to share another episode that is about a topic that one of our listeners sent requested. Would you like to read it? Sure. It says, hey, what about an ep... That's an episode. Uh, (laughs) About tools for falling back asleep if you wake up and you can't stop your brain from running. Parenthesis, this was me at 4 a.m. today, close parenthesis. Thanks, love you guys. Also, I noticed that this email was sent to us at 7.05 in the morning. So clearly this person had been up thinking about their anxiety mm-hmm. <laughs> for quite some time. Three hours, I guess, if she was up since four. Yeah. So our topic today is about things you can do if you are having trouble sleeping. And that could be maybe getting to sleep. I think we're thinking about that. But then also like particularly like this um, problem of like, I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I can't fall back asleep. Totally. And we want to specify that this is pertinent to those of you who experience anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, and have have sleep issues due to your anxiety showing up in the middle of the night or you're having a hard time falling asleep because of your anxiety. Any sleep-related anxiety issues, I am pretty much the expert on this, so I'm really glad that. You're the expert? What do you mean? I have a lot of personal experience. Personal experience. (laughs) So, yeah. That qualifies me as an expert. Got it. Um, And we've got myself. (laughs) On myself. (laughs) And we also have a little bit of uh, our kind of knowledge from the field that we're going to contribute here. It's going to be a little bit of a blend of some like personal experience and also um, things that we know from, from our counseling training. Just like all of our episodes. Just like all the episodes. So this is going to be just like the other ones. <laughs> Feeling a little salty tonight. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Why don't we kick it off? Um, we're going to start with one that you've probably heard before. It's the idea of having kind of a, a routine for getting ready for bed and also kind of turning your uh, bedroom into like a sanctuary for sleep. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by that? Well... I know that I wrote down routine on our notes, but anyone who knows me knows that I hate the word routine. <laughs> I really very much prefer the word ritual. Okay. Um, I feel that the word ritual makes it sound a lot less like work mm. because the last thing I want to do or the last thing you want to do before you go to bed is be thinking about work or be thinking about things that you have to do or have to accomplish in order to to sleep. Yeah. You shouldn't have to earn your sleep. That makes sense. So it's like a like something you almost celebrate a little bit. Yes, totally. Okay. Um, so in terms of a ritual, yeah, this is what I mean. <laughs> I mean to have have a practice that you do every night that is very similar, um, regardless of what situation you're in or regardless of what you might have the next day. Um, I'm thinking about this particular person who submitted this, and I know she had a big, big work presentation the next day, and so that 
that definitely impacted her sleep, as you guys heard. Um, and the important thing about having a ritual is to to adhere to it. Even if your schedule is going to be weird or if something big is coming up the next day, stick to what you can control, which is what what happens before you go to sleep. Yeah. So what's your what's your ritual? What's your sleep ritual? Um that's a good question. I well certainly there's like the the hygiene, you gotta like brush your teeth and wash your face mm-hmm. and change clothes. But then I think I think sometimes there's like a little bit of phone scrolling that happens. <laughs> um I've tried to replace that with reading, uh, but that hasn't quite taken as in terms of like a ritual. Um, and then sometimes if I'm feeling, and I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but sometimes I'll do a little um, like guided meditation thing if I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling particularly like like I'm not really settled in for that. But mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, even mentioning the phone, the scrolling on the phone, I think we'll, we'll talk about this later, but it's, it's a personal preference type of thing. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert. Like, I cannot be on my phone before I go to bed, but Clayton can. So we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's, it's different regardless of regardless of who you are. Yeah. What's your ritual? Um, my ritual? I have a whole thing. Um, <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> well, if it were up to me, I would be getting in bed at 9 o'clock, but that doesn't always happen. So I try to get in bed by at least 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um. So before all of that happens, I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth. I double cleanse my face, <laughs> put my eye cream on, my moisturizer. Um, sometimes I floss. Then I change into I change into my sleeping outfit, which is usually a huge T-shirt and underwear. And I get in bed and I read until probably around 10.30. And um, then I turn off the lights. Um, uh, it's It's been so much of a routine that Tank knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tank knows that when I'm in the bathroom, it is time to go to his bed. He actually is waiting in his bed for me whenever I go into our bedroom after I finish up in the bathroom. Because it's something that I do all of the time. Um, and it's it's very calming to me to to really just kind of check out and just do all of those steps in my routine that I do every night. Yeah. And for our listeners who don't know who Tank is <laughs> and, and have not used their context cues, <laughs> Tank, <laughs> Tank is our little pup. And I think that's part of the ritual too, is I, uh, let, I usually let him that's out um, before bed too. And that's, we take off his collar and he's, uh-huh. you know, he's getting into his sleep outfit. Uh-huh. Like uh, we, got, we all got a whole thing. We turn on the security system. Yeah. Turn off the lights, feed the cats. Like that. There's a whole thing that happens. It's I mean, like, sometimes we let the cats come night, into our yeah. bed and we pet them for a little bit. But when we actually turn the lights off, they yeah. they go outside. They do. They're too cuddly. Um, and that's part of the <laughs> sanctuary piece of this yes. too, which is like protecting your space that, um, I mean, I think like a sleep hygiene thing that I hear a lot that I think makes a lot of sense is like not bring, if you like work on a laptop or however you kind of do your work, like not bring that into your bedroom um, mm-hmm. So that your your bed is a space for for relaxation. Yeah, for sleep or sex. That's what my therapist tells me. And that sounds like good advice. <laughs> um. So you mentioned a little bit about mindfulness, about how you've been trying to build that into your ritual. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us a little more about how you incorporate that? 
Yeah, and I'm mostly like I sometimes use this before bed because uh, if I'm like feeling like my brain's all over the place um, because it helps me slow down. And let me back up and say like when I say mindfulness, I'm thinking of like a guided meditation thing. I personally use an app called uh, Headspace, but there are plenty of them. Um, there's some you can pay for. There's some that are free. Um, and so it's basically like somebody kind of talking you through um, this process of kind of getting centered and uh, kind of um, dis, uh, distancing yourself from your thoughts. And um, I find it really helpful, but it's something I, I try to do like frequently kind of throughout the week. And so then it's something that I can kind of call upon that uh, helps me like calm myself. Um, and so I guess what I'm thinking about for this person uh, who wakes up, woke up at 4 a.m. and couldn't fall back asleep, um, my experience of that is like that my, if when that happens to me, my brain is going um, and I'm like, I'm off on all these thoughts and uh, I, I am not slowing my brain down. Um, I'm actually pursuing a lot of those thoughts, like kind of just ruminating on them and that keeps me up later. Um, and so mindfulness meditation can be a helpful way to uh, turn turn that off to, mm-hmm. to break that habit I guess of of mind of to, to think and think um, and so uh, waking up at 4 a.m like uh, popping on the the headspace for a little five mm-hmm. minute or ten minute you know and sometimes I'll do like five minutes and like that's not enough I actually need a little more so I'll do mm-hmm. another five mm-hmm. um, but that's what I'm thinking about is like a way to get back to a place of kind of peacefulness and centeredness and where my my brain my thinking doesn't um kind of uh, uh take up all of my space mm-hmm. um in my personal experience when uh, so here's here's what i like about doing mindfulness or doing a guided meditation before you go to sleep so in my personal experience whenever i do that either with you um or i do that on my own i i come back to my body a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, I'm someone who has a lot of anxiety and I spend a lot of time in my thoughts. And so I, I'm not really thinking about how my body is feeling um, right before I go to bed. And I usually have, I'm usually pretty good at falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's waking up in the middle of the night that I have trouble with. Mm-hmm. But when I do have a hard time falling asleep or when, when I do know that I'm tired but I can't turn my brain off. Mindfulness is a really good option because it it connects you back to your body. Um, when I'm done meditations with you, um, I've actually fallen asleep mm-hmm. during the meditation because I'm able to recognize how tired my body really is, even if my brain isn't quite quite there yet. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like connecting to your body and then in some ways kind of releasing the like physical tension if you're a person who holds tension in your body and i think probably most Mm -hmm. of us are in some degree Mm -hmm. um it's a way to kind of relax some of that too totally yeah so you can do guided meditations you can do body scans Mm -hmm. you can do progressive muscle relaxation um i personally whenever i do mindfulness i just listen to a fucking bell like (laughs) and the bell ringing because i just can't be bothered by people talking (laughs) yeah and and i would say sometimes i don't even throw on the app like uh if you get kind of practice at this you can it becomes like a skill right you cultivate it and um it maybe becomes something you can call upon without the the prompt i guess of of the track totally yeah so anyway 
this is something you can look into. If, if you've not done it before, it's <laughs> worth looking into anyway. But um, if you have done it a little bit, like thinking about bringing that as a tool into this sort of situation of, of not mm-hmm. being able to fall back asleep or mm-hmm. not being able to fall asleep to start. What's next? Um, so we talked about redirection. So would you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by redirection? Because this is Clayton's word. So I used to work in a school. And so I know what redirection means for kindergartners. But what does redirection mean in this context? I think it's probably not all that different. <laughs> I guess back to that point of of why I would you use mindfulness at 4 a.m. is probably because if I'm thinking about what this person, if I'm imagining what this person's experience is, and I'm also kind of thinking about those times where I've had trouble kind of falling back to sleep, um, it's because I'm really stuck on my thoughts. I'm really kind mm-hmm. of thinking about th- something. It's usually, you know, associated. So you're like kind of thinking about one thing and then you're off thinking about the next thing. But you're, you're, the, the theme is this kind of rumination and just like living in that, that kind of dialogue or monologue um, in my brain. And so um, what we want to do is like break that and get away from it because that, that's what part, or in my experience, that's what keeps me awake. And so mm-hmm. the thing about redirection as, okay, then um, if, I don't want to control that by, um, if I can't make that stop by just like saying, okay, stop, um, which is really hard to do, (laughs) then maybe I want to do something else altogether, right? And so stop trying to resist and fight this, like, I should be sleeping right now, because that's also something that comes up, right? It's going to keep you up. It's like, I should be sleeping, and then you're starting to get tense. Why am I doing something wrong right now? What's wrong with me? And so you're, all of that is, you know, um, hurting your chances of falling back asleep. So totally. it's like, let's break that cycle all together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's maybe the time to pick up a book. Um, that's maybe the time to just like get up and grab a drink of water or something. Um, you know, something that's going to be uh, calming and relaxing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for me, when I wake up in the middle of the night, um, I probably will come out here and out here in the living room. So for our, those of you who are not watching us record this podcast right now, <laughs> which AKA, is nobody, all of you, <laughs> um, I come out to the couch and I watch a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy because it really, well, not anymore because I finished all of the seasons, but <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> But we will talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, I just get out of my head for a little bit and I do something that will, will you know, distract me from getting out, uh, distract me from the fact that I'm not sleeping mm-hmm. and I can take more control over what I'm doing instead of trying to control my body trying to sleep. Because if you have sessions with me. <laughs> you know that I say that the best way to regain control is to give up some control. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way you could possibly command yourself to go to sleep. Um, so try to do something else. Get control in a different way. Absolutely. It's this redirection, right? Like, this uh, redirection. Instead of just focusing on the problem in front of you, it's like, well, what if we can fix the problem indirectly by um, trying something else instead? Totally. Um, that's actually funny because... It is very similar to like kindergartners, you know, like when they're having a fucking meltdown, like when they're, (laughs) when they're not happy or when they're like crying, something that I used to do to redirect them was I'd have them help me with a task Mm -hmm. or I would have them help me pick up crayons or help me like categorize blocks into different colors and that makes a lot of sense. It's not, it's not too different. Just like you said, it's having them like do something else. To distract them from <laughs> what they don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. 
then you can try again. And something that's uh, kind of easy, too, it sounds like, and um, mm-hmm. gets them kind of out of their brain, that whatever the mm-hmm. experience is, and, and focus on that small thing. Right. It's regaining control. Yeah. Because anxiety is all about having, like, a fear of not being able to control something. Mm-hmm. Which, hello, here we are, giving you a podcast on all of these tips that'll help with that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and if this is something that's recurring for you, then it's maybe building in some sort of outlet for yourself of like the book or um, the TV show or I don't know, whatever it is that you find also, well, whatever it is you decide on, um, it, putting that like at your kind of bedside or whatever to where it's accessible to you in these moments. Um, but where, where I caught myself in like what the point I wanted to say was that um, we're kind of saying all these things um, and sleep is uh, in like this experience of mm-hmm. um, sleeplessness is very kind of personal too. So we're speaking to our own kind of experience and we're speaking to some of the things that we know from, from our, our training, but uh, also you got to find out what, what works for you um, in this situation. Yeah, totally. So getting up and doing something is a physical form mm-hmm. of redirection, um, but there's also a mental form of redirection and, Something that I learned from Grey's Anatomy <laughs> is is to think of some type of a routine. Think of something that you know, like the back of your hand, and just go through that in your mind. Um, so on Grey's Anatomy, I think it was it was Joe. So those of you who watch the show, Joe, she went to therapy, um, like an inpatient rehab facility, um, which is not the type of therapy that we do. But anyway. Um, and she, whenever she would have a panic attack or whenever she would just be way too anxious to focus on anything else, she would walk herself through steps of a surgery, um, that she was incredibly familiar with. And I'm not sure how many of you are surgeons, but that probably would not be something that you would walk yourselves through, but that could be, that could be anything that could be how you drive from your house to your parents' house. It could be, um, the routine that you have when you go to the pool, like pulling out your towel and like relaxing. Um, or it can be uh, what this particular person told me is that she she goes through the alphabet and she tries to name something from a category for each letter, um, whether it be like animals, so <laughs> ape, <laughs> baboon, chimpanzee. Those are all monkeys, but maybe you're naming monkeys. Who knows? But yeah, something that you you can regain control of, something that you know that you can control your thoughts about, um, to kind of get you out of get you out of that. Oh my gosh, I just need to sleep. Why can't I sleep? What's wrong with me? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. be so tired in the morning. It's going to affect my whole day. Yeah, get you out of that. And and I I like that. And I think what's at the center of both of these, and this is where you get you know, our listeners get to kind of customize, but at the heart of all of this is like getting, stopping that, um, train of thought that is just like left the station and, and just kind of ongoing. Um, cause that, that's, what's keeping you up is, is the cognition. Totally. And that's actually, uh, so thought stopping. Have you heard mm-hmm. about this? Mm-mm. Oh, so that's actually something that you learn in CBT, cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. therapy, just a little psychoeducation for you. Um, thought stopping is a technique. So when you notice a thought coming into your head that is either um, negative or not true or irrational, like the actual technique 
is that you say stop. <laughs> it's literally thought stopping. Like when you notice the thought come in, you say stop, and then you think of something else. And it's mm. very similar to that, except you know, uh, depending on who you live with or who you sleep with, maybe you don't exclaim stop. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a it's a way that you can do that in your head. Yeah. <laughs> And being that's kind of incorporating that mindfulness aspect of like recognizing that you are having an unhelpful thought um, and redirecting your brain somewhere else. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I'm actually very proud of myself right now. Very (laughs) knowledgeable. Tell us about it. And I taught you something. You did. We're always learning. Keep on learning. Lifelong learners. Um, our last one, I'm going to let Tina speak to you mostly, uh, <laughs> but it's about, well, it's about phones Yeah, and their impact um, on our sleep. So Clayton and I were talking about this earlier and I think, I can't remember if it was you or if it was my own therapist who suggested this, um, but ever since, well, let me back up, um, Part of my ritual, part of my bedtime ritual was just scrolling on my phone, probably. So instead of reading a book for 30 minutes, I would be scrolling on my phone for 30 minutes. Um, And obviously, like you guys all know about like blue light and whatever, but also like intaking information that I would still continuously be thinking about even after I put my phone down and kept it on my nightstand. Um, And then when I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would just, you know, see that as a as something that I could do immediately um, to see if it would help me fall asleep, but it actually was worse. So what, I, what I've done is I've started charging my phone in the living room um, overnight, and I literally do not have it with me um, in our bedroom at all. And that has been astronomical in my sleep, like... If I ever like wake up in the middle of the night and I want to check my phone and then I think about having to like actually get up out of bed and disrupt Tank and disrupt Clayton and come all the way out here to look at my phone, then I'm like, what could I possibly be looking at my phone at for for however long at three in the morning? Then it just doesn't seem worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so it's much easier for me to to go to sleep when I don't have that instant gratification right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been like extremely helpful in my sleep hygiene and working through my anxiety when I wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, it sounds like uh, that extra like information, the data or whatever that you kind of consume off of your phone that would only fuel the the thinking. Totally. And you can't you can't control necessarily what's on your newsfeed. I mm-hmm. mean there's only so much you can do. Um but yeah, I mean when it comes to wanting to have control, uh you're not gonna get that from your phone. You're not gonna get that from Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that from Facebook. Um you you get that from like changing what you're thinking about or changing your thought processes or choosing to read a book or watching an episode mm-hmm. um, much more predictable and much more uh, safe. Sure. That makes sense. What about for you? So yours, your experience is a little bit different. So that's true. I, I am not as uh, my phone is not as uh, 
I do not utilize my phone as often as, as you do. And so Clayton's me, not as techy as what he's saying. And he also doesn't care very much about social media. So yeah. if you're, if you look at our social media account, it's all me. It, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that I'm like looking at my phone sometimes before bed, that means I am scrolling through Instagram, looking for the accounts that basically just post funny memes. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that moment is basically just like laughing. And so laughter, I think, in, in my experience, is kind of relaxing and, and kind of disconnecting from um, any sort of tension. And so um, that, I guess that's my use of phone. But like, you know, to extend this further to the 4 a.m. situation, like I'm not I'm not reaching for my phone at that at that point either. I think um, I think your point about like the blue light and then also just like kind of fueling your thinking um, seems like a, a good move. Uh, to kind of set the phone outside of the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been it's been a game changer for me, and yeah. I don't I don't think I'll ever keep no it by back. me anymore. Yeah. It's too too tempting, and yeah. I know it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help me in any type of way. Um, so yeah, so we only had four tips. If you counted those, those were four. But mm-hmm. we gave you like multiple steps and multiple like categories for a couple of them so it was a strong four it was it was a strong four i like like that (laughs) yes um but anyway so if this was your topic submission we hope this helps you the next time Mm -hmm. you have a big presentation the next day um and if you struggle with sleep and anxiety we hope that you can you can try some of these and see if any of them work for you um but yeah Try them out. Yeah. Let's do, a, let's do a quick recap. Sure. We started with um, establishing a routine before bed and also uh, creating, you know, turning your bedroom into like a sanctuary that's just strictly for, for relaxation. Mm-hmm. The second one is incorporating mindfulness or meditation into your bedtime ritual. Uh, the third one was redirecting yourself if you find yourself awake or unable to fall asleep or waking up and kind of stuck in your thoughts um, to redirect yourself. And that can be through doing something like uh, reading or getting up and watching TV or something like that that's going to help you relax or also re- uh, redirecting your thoughts to think of something else. Like um, Tina gave that example of uh, like thinking of all the categories or letters. How'd that go? <laughs> I'm thinking about, so picking a category and thinking of a different item from those categories for each letter of the alphabet. Perfect. But if that's going to be too complicated for you, obviously don't do that because it's going to make your anxiety a a little bit more. Sure. I saw your anxiety like increase a little bit right there. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I said. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and the last one is to be mindful about your phone use um, and also have a strategy for what what your phone use is for bedtime and your location of your phone mm-hmm. for bedtime. And how that might be contributing. Cool. Cool. Those are our four for today. Uh, thanks for listening. And um, send us your suggestion for what you'd like to hear more I about. know. It's so fun to feel like we're talking directly to you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'd love to hear more from you. Um, Check out the description for a link that'll take you right to the submission box. Make it very easy for you to just type in your thoughts um, at any time. Four in the morning is fine too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts and we'd love to hear what 
what you're what you're wanting to hear about. All right, until Thanks next for time. In. Bye. The ninety percent podcast is produced for educational purposes only. Although we hope it helps you live a happier, healthier life, this podcast is not intended as medical advice, nor as a replacement for counseling. You may want to consult with your doctor and or therapist before attempting any of the strategies offered here.